Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful morning. I don't know if you guys can really tell, but I woke up and my throat is a little scratchy. So I pray that it's not too hard for you guys to hear me because we're going to push through and get this word out. So on the last Wife Talk episode on Friday, we really dive into men and their purpose and how it comes together with women and what God expects from them and how we can identify certain characteristics in men that reflect what God showed us through Adam. And today, the word that God placed on my heart, it is from the woman's perspective. So if you are able to grab your journal and grab your Bible, because we're coming out of the book of John, and we're going to be diving into chapter 4, verses 13 through 19. So in this chapter of the Bible, Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman and they're sitting at the well and he's asking her for a drink of water. And she's telling him how you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. We shouldn't be talking to each other. And then he tells her, if you knew the gift of God and if you knew who I was, you would ask me for a drink of water because I will give you living water. And she says, "Okay, you have nothing to draw the water with the water. The well is too deep. Where can you get this living water at this point? She's very inquisitive. She wants to know more about this living water that he's telling her he can give her. So at this point, they're at a well, but Jesus is letting her know that I'm a well sitting next to a well because you're you're pouring, you're pulling from this water. But if you really knew who I was, you would pull from me instead of this. So she's basically inquisitive about what he's telling her at this point, because she, the way she was raised, she always believed that pulling from this well was best. That was her tradition. That's the family um, generation, the generational system that she was raised upon. That's the family tradition. You come to this well and this is how you drink. And we can all relate to that because we all have certain systems that our family has taught us raised up. You go to school, you get a good job. That was my family's tradition. You go to school, you get a good job. Most of my family is in law enforcement. Um, You can get a good job in law enforcement and you can get retirement. You can get 401k. Soon as I graduated, I had a job. I had a job interview at the police department. I had to go through the um, lie detector test, the fingerprint test. Like there are so many different tests. And I had a job lined up at the police department. And for me to tell my family, uh, I kind of want to go into entrepreneurship instead, it was foreign because they had a well that I was able to pull from. You can pull from this well. This is what you could drink from. But I wanted a different well. So that's what's happening right here. They're having a conversation and she's letting Jesus know like, wait, you're saying I shouldn't do what my what I was raised to do, what I've always known to do this well. I always come to this world to get water. And now you're telling me that you can give me a different type of water, a different type of lifestyle, an eternal type of water, one that won't have me constantly thirsty and constantly coming back here. What is this new thing you're presenting to me? And that's what God does when he enters our life. He shakes up the system and he lets us know, I know you're used to doing things this way, but I have another plan for you. I have another route for you. And if you do it my way, my living way will change everything around you. So that's what God is doing in the beginning of this chapter in chapter four. That's why they're having a conversation and it kind of 
um, reflects the conversation that we have when we first begin to learn about Christ and learn about all that God can do for us. It's just like, okay, I'm used to this, but now you're showing me that. And if I do that, what comes with that? And what does it look like? And what will I get from that? She's having this first conversation in the presence of Christ. So moving on to now we're at verse 11, where she talks to him about the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drink from it himself? Like, are you better than my current tradition that I'm used to following? And then in verse 13, Jesus tells her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him in verse 15, sir, give me this water, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw from water. I'm sorry. Give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. Now, if you read this and you understand the dialogue between them, it seems like verse 16 is completely off topic. You're talking about this well. First, you started off asking me for a drink of water. You asked me for something first, as if you really need something from me, but you're God, so I know you don't need anything. But you asked me for a drink of water to get the conversation started. And then once the conversation started, you let me know, yeah, I asked you for a drink of water from the well, but really I'm a well that got the real true water that you need to quench your thirst. So then I get inquisitive about the water and I'm asking you about the water and I'm asking you, can I have some of this eternal water? And you tell me, go call your husband. What does that have to do with the conversation that we were just having? Verse 17, the woman says, I have no husband. She replied, Jesus said to her, you are right. When you say you have no husband, the fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Now, this is one verse in the Bible where every time I read it, I'm just like, Jesus got a little slick mouth because first of all, if you knew I didn't have a husband, why you told me go call your husband and come back? If you knew I never had anybody in my family to finish college. Why would you call me to go to a university? If you knew I did not have money to start a business, why would you call me a business owner? If you knew that I didn't have the resources to fulfill this project that you just gave me, why would you put the vision inside of me? Why are you calling out a part of me that you know is empty? You, he, the word says, go call your husband and come back. And she said, I have no husband. And he said, you're right. You have no husband. You have had five husbands. And the man you have now is still not your husband. So you have been in an area of lack in this place in your life for a long time. This place in your life has been dysfunctional for a long time. You haven't known anything about business all your life. You haven't known anything about going to college all of your life. I am calling out in you the part of you that's weak, the part of you that's voided, the part of you that's empty. Your love life is empty. That's why I'm telling you 
you to call your husband because I know you don't have one. I'm telling you to go to college because I know you don't know how to go to college. I'm telling you to start the business because I know you don't have the funds to start the business. Why is he telling her that? Why does he call out those empty parts of us? Because if I'm telling you the water I give you will give you eternal life, if I'm telling you the water I give you will stop you from being thirsty, I have to first identify the thirsty parts of you so that I can fill that part. After he said this to the woman, verse 19, the last verse that I wanted to go over with you guys, it says, sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worship on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. At this point, she's convinced that he's a prophet. She's convinced that he knows about her because I didn't even tell you about my man issue. I didn't even tell you that I don't have a husband. I didn't even tell you that I've been through five husbands and I got a new boo. He probably working his way on being my new husband, but it might just end up turning into six because this is a pattern that I have going on in my life. So you've identified a pattern within me that I never even brought to you. So now I have proof that you are a prophet and you truly know what you're talking about. So when Jesus said to her, her emptiness, when he called out her void, when he called out her thirsty place, that gave him credibility. And that let her know that you are truly a prophet. And I can trust the words that you say, because you see parts of me that I don't even reveal to people. You see parts of me that I never even brought to you. I would have never even chose to tell you that because it's too embarrassing to bring up. I would have never even told you that I don't feel qualified for the job. I would have never even told you that I don't feel strong enough or smart enough to start a business. I would have never even told you that I have enough faith for the funds to come out of nowhere. I would have never even brought those parts of me to you, that empty part of me, that thirsty part of me. I wouldn't submit that to you because it's too embarrassing to bring to the forefront, but Jesus called it out. And I love this chapter and these verses that I just read to you guys because they literally reflect our relationship with Christ. He he asks us for something. He asks us for a part of our life as if it's something that he needs. And then he lets us know that I can provide what you need. And I also know the area that you need it in. I know where you are thirsty. I know where you are empty and where you're going to fill that void. The well that you're trying to pull from, baby, that well won't last. That well is not eternal. That well does not keep giving and keep producing in you. It's a well that's just going to keep taking parts and parts of your your energy just to run dry in the end. Now, this Samaritan woman, her well was mint. She went to different men and tried to fill up that part of her that was empty. But for some of you, your well is not men. The parts of you that are empty, you try to fill those up with titles and accomplishments by going to school and constantly getting degrees. And I did this. I got this certificate and I got that certificate and I'm going to do this trade and I got this certification because you feel like accomplishing things and constantly adding it on will Fill up the insecurity that you have within you about yourself and your purpose and who you are. You try to get filled up from the well of success. And then there's others of you who try to get filled up from the well of money. You think the more money you have, the more good you are, the more filled you are. You you think that money literally quenches your thirst that you have inside of you when it cannot and it does not because that's why you constantly feel like you need more of it. It's a well that keeps, that doesn't produce eternal life. It doesn't produce 
eternal fulfillment. So you're constantly thirsty for more. The well of money is the most popular well, which is why our generation is so thirsty and so hungry. And we mask it as motivation when really we're just empty in a certain place and we need money to fill that. But that well does not produce eternal water. Like Jesus told this woman in this story, if you drink my water, you will not have to keep running back and forth. My water will produce a spring within you. My water will give you eternal life, not a constant drought. But the most popular well in our generation is the well of people bondage, the well of social media, where people need to feel fulfilled on social media. They need to act like their life is a certain way and they live a certain lifestyle. They need people to like their pictures. They need people to show them attention. They need people to make them feel validated. That is the well of people bondage where they keep going. You you have to post and you have to get likes and you have to be told you're doing a great job. This cup has to be filled and it gets empty so quick. So you're running back and forth every day trying to make sure you have the latest new shoes and the latest clothes and the latest cars and your hair has to be a certain way. You can't go natural. You can't be free. You can't go makeup free because your well that you're pulling from, it does not produce eternal life. It does not quench your thirst eternally. It continuously creates a drought and you have to keep going back to keep getting filled up. And that's how people get addicted to social media in this instant gratification. That's why some people create, um, some people actually go through um, suicidal thoughts because that emptiness in them is not being filled by the voids or not being filled by the wells that they're going to draw from. It's an emptiness. You see celebrities kill themselves and they have all the money in the world, all the followers in the world, all the gratification in the world, and they kill themselves. Why? It's a void within them. It's an emptiness. It's a thirst. And walking back and forth to that well every day just isn't doing it. It's just not enough. So I love this chapter in the Bible because Jesus tells us and shows us that all of the wells that this world offers you, that you think you can pull from, it's just going to continuously leaving, leave you thirsty. But my water, my water will quench your thirst and it will produce a spring in you that keeps producing more and more fruit. You will operate from a place of wholeness. Now, how does this relate to our Wife Talk series? Just like the woman in this story, many of you, especially in a season like this, Valentine's Day, you will choose to quench your thirst with a man that you know you're not supposed to be with. You know he's no good for you. You know he does not want to settle down with you. You know you're not. he's not even the man that you would want to be in a relationship with. He's not the man that you would want to marry. He's not the type of man that you would want to have kids with. Yet you're walking to that well using your energy because it's just some form of water that can thirst you for the moment. You know it won't thirst you, um, quench your thirst for a long time. You know it won't fill you for Ever, it won't fill you eternally. It won't fill you to the point where you're content. You know that. You know that it produces drought. But because it feels good now, you want to drink it now. Because you, it gives you something to do on Valentine's Day, you want to drink that. You want to pull from that well. Opposed to pulling from a well that you know will produce fruit. Now, of course, it's easy to say, you know, oh, choose God and, you know, have a relationship with God. It's easy to say that, but I understand that it's so much more harder to do. But you have to think about in the long run, what will it look like if you're constantly pulling from the well of men? 
This woman is a perfect example. She was on husband number five and had a man and was still coming to the well. You still, your thirst is still not quenched. You're still not better. You still have a void because you cannot fill your void with men. If you try to fill your void with men, there is a process that is way more painful than just being thirsty in the first place. Some side effects of filling yourself with men is that you will begin to plant your roots inside of whatever man you fill yourself with. Whatever well you decide to go to and try to get filled with, you will plant yourself in that. And the problem with planting yourself in a man is that men are imperfect. We are imperfect as women. So, of course, another man is imperfect. And if you're taking the empty part of you, the thirsty parts of you, and you're trying to find fulfillment and quench your thirst with this imperfect human, that water going to be a little toxic. That ain't the pure, that ain't the purest water. That ain't the best water to drink because he's a flawed human. So there is going to be some side effects of this water because it had it hasn't been purified. Even if it has been purified by God, you still can't be filled off of that because it's still some flaws. The only perfect man was Jesus. So you cannot go around trying to fill yourself with another man. That's why God wants us to come into a relationship whole. He wants us to pull from his will because his will produces a stream within us. Now I'm sufficient in Christ. I'm whole in Christ. I'm filled in Christ. And this is a healthy relationship because I know who my source is. I know the well that I'm pulling from. And yes, I love you, but you're not the well I pull from. I'm filled with God and God alone because this is eternal. This is constant. This is everlasting. This is unconditional. He's always going to fill me with his water. It's not a water that I have now, but then when you get upset with me, you take it away and now I'm back in drought. That's the difference between the well of man and the well of God. So that's why God uses scriptures like this to show us how it's important to not try to fill our thirst or quench our thirst with men. Some of you may be going through the process of transitioning from the well of men to transition into the well of God. And I just want you to know that this process isn't going to be an easy process. When you plant yourself in a man or plant your roots in a man or allow a man to fill the empty parts of you, the transition from him to Christ is a painful transition because what you have to realize is that when you're transitioning from being filled by man or filled by people bondage, the in-between is a painful process because it's taking you back to your original state. You tried to quench your thirst with him. So now I need you to be drained of him, which draining is hard. It's draining. It's a tough process to be drained. So I need you to be drained of him and everything that you thought he filled you with. All of that has to come out. So it's a decluttering situation. You have to unclutter everything that you place within you trying to fill yourself. So we got to uproot all of that. That's painful. Not only is it painful, it's awful. It's also hurtful to actually face that empty part of you again. This is where you have to realize that, dang, I really wasn't able to be good on my own without you. I really didn't know who I was outside of you. I really didn't know my purpose if it wasn't connected to you. I really couldn't function without a part of you being attached to me because I used you to fill my empty void. You have to get to that place, but that place only comes 
after you pull out the part of you that you thought they were feeling. So it's the pulling out part and then it's the facing your emptiness part. And then after that, it's accepting that God can fill that place. But first, it has to be empty in order for him to fill it. God wants us to stop using all of these different wells to fill up our broken, empty pieces because only him filling up those places will lead to true life, true growth, and true healing without returning to a place of constant thirst. So I understand that this is Valentine's Day week, and I understand that there are going to be a lot of people posting their bears and posting their gifts and posting their vacations. I completely understand that. But what I want you to understand is that everybody that's posting that isn't really getting filled. Some people are temporarily happy. Some people are just doing it for the gram. Some people are miserable behind the scenes, and God does not want that lifestyle for you, even if it does look glamorous online. You have to decide if you want to be really happy in real life or if you want to just look happy. You you have to decide if you want a love that satisfies that thirst for life or just does it temporarily. Do you want to be really healed or do you want to look like you're healed? When you make that decision, it will make it easier to make to do actions or choose actions that align with that decision. But the thirst that comes with temporary love is not worth it. So take this week and identify the parts of you that are thirsty. If you're on social media and you're seeing people and they're in love and they're on trips and they're on trips and it makes you feel a type of way, identify that thirstiness. And then I challenge you to pray to God and ask him to come in and fill that with his water because it is dangerous to enter a relationship thirsty. Have y'all ever had a thirsty man in your DM? Like it's just like you thirsty is turning me off. There's, it's just like, there's no limit to what you will do because you're in a drought. Like you're, you're thirsty, like you're thirsty and it's not attractive. That's what it looks like when you enter a relationship, not filled. It's like, you're a whole job. You, you literally need me to function because a part of you is missing. Get whole in Christ, allow God to fill that thirst, fill that void that you have. And this will also help you with your standards. Baby, I am whole on my own. I'm not thirsty. So being that I'm not thirsty, you can't just come over here giving me peanuts and think I'm going to do cartwheels over it. No, you need to come stepping right. You need to come with the right mindset, the right attitude, because you need to understand that you're approaching royalty and I don't need you. You are a want because I'm good by myself. So if you're coming, I need to see what you're bringing to the table because my table is already solid in Christ. I'm not empty. I'm not operating from a place of lack. I'm not operating from a place of brokenness and I need you to fill me. I am whole and I am content in where I am. And I know that whoever I allow in my space, they must come whole as well because I've taken the time to be filled and my thirst has been quenched in Christ. So now I'm able to see people for who they are and I'm not taking or dealing with the things that I dealt with in the past when I was operating from a place of lack. God wants you to be healed. God wants your thirst to be quenched in him so that you don't operate from desperation or drought. That's the word. That's the word. That's the word. Don't be thirsty. Yes, it's love week. Yes, it's Valentine's Day coming up. And if you don't have a Valentine's Day, spend time loving on yourself. So that when love is presented to you, you don't just take any goodwill clearance love.
when you work for something, when you build something up, you want something that's quality. You get quality. It takes four years to get a degree because that's quality. It's going to take you four years to get to me because it's quality. Like I need you to know when you step into me, step accordingly because I'm not a little girl that's on Instagram and needs your attention or needs your like and validation. That's not me. I'm not operating from that place anymore. I'm healed. And I took the time to go to the right well instead of the well that the world would point you to. Okay, I pray that whoever that was for, I pray that you got it. I pray that I delivered it in the way that you can understand it. I pray that y'all got a lot of notes because, baby, I was like, okay, God, I see this word, but what what you want me to tell these people for wife talk? Like, how is it? This is wife talk. This is presenting yourself as whole. This is not being thirsty, sis. It's 2020. We are not thirsty. You are the prize. Know who you are, okay? Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you for blessing us with another day. I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to be in your presence and get this new fresh word that you dropped into my spirit. Father God, I thank you for giving me this podcast and this platform to share your word with. Father God, I thank you for choosing me as a vessel. I pray that each and every person, male or female, that's listening to this podcast, I pray that they begin to take the actions to fill their voids, Father God, to identify the parts of them that's thirsty, to identify the parts of them that may cause them to operate from a place of lack and desperation. And I pray that they begin to fill those voids with you, Father God. You are constant. You are eternal. You will never leave or forsake us, Father God. It is a car that's beeping and trying to stop this prayer, Father God, but we are going to push through, Father God. Your word cannot return to you void, Father God. When you said that you will be there for us in a time of need, you are always there, Father God. So I pray that every listener submits themselves to you, Father God. I pray that you're the only will that they go to and that they seek for gratification. Father God, that they seek for understanding, that they seek for clarity about who they are, Father God. I pray that they submit themselves to you because your water is endless. Your water produces springs within us and allows us to function on the daily daily without submitting to the wells of this world, Father God. Give them a new, fresh perspective on the parts of them that needs to be healed and give them the strength to face those parts and fill those parts with your faith, Father God. Allow us to constantly dive deep into your word and understand the parts of us that need to make whole so that we're able to fully function in the promises that you've placed on our heart. I pray that you cover their hearts and you take their hearts in your hand for this Valentine's Day week, Father God, and allow them to know that they have the best love with your love, Father God, and that your love will always be there with them, Father God, and that they don't have to be desperate or be envious of what they see on social media because you know the desires of their hearts and you're taking them through a process to get the best promise and to to get the best love that they need, Father God. We thank you for healing. We thank you for growth. We thank you for knowledge to take your word and process it and use steps to get to the healing that you want for us, Father God. We thank you so much for loving us. I pray that you protect each and every person listening to this podcast. I pray for the people who haven't even listened yet, Father God. And I pray that this word reaches who you want it to reach. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Christian Bay podcast. 
I pray that this word really helps somebody during this Valentine's Day week. Now that I think about it, this was the perfect word to start Monday off with as we enter the quote-unquote love week. I pray that it really helps whoever needs this. I pray that your heart is touched and held onto by Christ throughout this whole week. I pray that love surrounds you and chase you down. But uh permanent love, a healing love, a growing love, an eternal love, a Christ-like love. I pray that you guys have a wonderful day. Follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore. Follow at the Christian Bay podcast. If you have any prayer requests, you can send me a DM or send me an email, thechristianbay at gmail.com. I am having an event March 15th, the private polish party. If you haven't already got your ticket, head over to Eventbrite and type in the private polish party. The early bird tickets are gone, but I do have the regular tickets and we also have a party for two tickets. So if you're in the Miami or Broward County area, grab a friend and go on Eventbrite and get the party for two tickets to save some money. Or you can go on my Instagram and click get tickets to secure your seats. I will talk to you guys tomorrow and I will see you on March 15th. Have a good day.